You're listening to the shorter, digest version of the Hutton Orbital Radio Show, with the Hutton News, the Hot Pit Bit, Commander Flossie and her community goals, Galnet Digest and Buck Naked's Top Trucker. If you want the discussion section and the green room, there's also a longer version of this podcast available. Whichever you choose, do enjoy the show. We start in Studio 5. It's been far too long since we last heard from the good doctor, Miss Featherston, Dick and Chart. The last we heard of them, they were at the scene of the Gnosis, witnessing Tharg's attack, with Chart, Errol and Miss Featherston on board, and the good doctor still helping on the Gnosis. We turn to the detective as he's summarising what they've been up to, and we fade to black. On board the Asp, Asp, on board the Asp, Resnick Dock in HIP 24046. Since we escaped from the Gnosis, the good doctor tasked us with investigating the seemingly random attacks on the stations by the Thargoids. He was attempting to find a link between the Eagle Eye Network, the incursions, and exactly how the Thargoids burned the station interiors. The doctor was giving us our latest instructions. Incoming priority message. There's something about these station attacks. The pattern, it looks familiar. I've seen that list of stations somewhere before. And well in advance of them actually catching fire. Have you submitted your flight plan yet, Dick? That's detective to you, Doctor. And yes, I broadcasted weeks in advance just as you told us to. Each destination that we suspect Thargoids will be attacking broadcast on wide band. Good, good. It's just too much of a coincidence that we've been getting every single one right so far. This one will be the last test. If it catches fire, we'll be able to confirm my theory. Thargoids are psychic. Doll, put your asp down there. It's Miss Featherstone to you, Dick. That's detective, doll. Miss Featherstone? Um, that too? Chart, dear, my asp is down. Would you like to take Errol for a walk? Right you are, Miss Featherstone. You are such a darling. Come on, Errol. Walkies. Chart chained L, Miss Featherston's pet scavenger, to a titanium lead and exited Miss Featherston's ass through a cloud of gas as the cargo hatch opened. Do you have to do that, Dick? It's very disconcerting. I- I'm keeping a log of everything that happens in this ass for the doctor. He's fascinated by it. Can you maybe type it next time? Anything for you, doll. I'm letting him off for a run around, Miss Featherston. It's quite crowded in your asp. Errol, fetch. Chart threw a metal alloy buckyball chew toy to the far end of the cargo bay. (laughs) Oh, bother. Miss Featherston, he's run off again. Not again. He's such a naughty boy. Errol, come back. You'd better go get him, Chart. You know what happened last time. You're a bad boy. Put that cargo canister down. 
fade to black. Some time later, Chart, looking a little disheveled, reappeared with Errol, who was back on his chain and looking more than a little angry. I think we'd better leave, Miss Featherston. There's been a little bit of an accident. He's chewed on a few things. You're such a naughty boy. Now sit. There's a good boy. Sorry, Miss Featherston. That wasn't valuable, was it? Oh, no. Errol's had an accident. You already told me that. No, I mean he's taken an enormous shit. Oh, dear. It's eating through the deck. I think we'd better get out of here. The doctor's coming through on the calm. What on earth is going on? I've had an alert that Sargoids have attacked another station. Well, it's, it's like this, Doctor. Errol's been a very naughty boy. Never mind that. You need to get out of there quick. One second. Your flight plan, Errol. The burning stations. There's a correlation appearing in my mind. My God. It's not the Sargoids we should be worried about. It's us. Tell no one, this is a disaster. If the council ever find out, they'll take my Bunsen burner away. Oh my God, Doctor. It's okay, Doctor. Don't you worry your lovely tinfoil-coated head about anything. No one will know that we were here. Incoming priority message. I think we've buggered up the script here. My God, Doctor. It's shit. It's radioactive. (laughs) Forget that, Yard. Disinformation. It's toxic. Get out of here. <laughs> again? I think we really fucked it up this time. It's okay, Doctor. Don't you worry your lovely tinfoil-coated head about anything. No one will know that we were here. This is the dawn. I know your secrets. I want one billion dollars in void opals. Or the galaxy will hear about your little accident. <laughs> And Mr. Shouty and the truckers will want to know why this station caught a fire. Again. I have you now. Wait one minute. What's eating into my ship? Mamma mia, what's that smell? Giuseppe, get to the escape pod immediately. And put that beam laser away. You don't know where it's been. Fade to black. Meanwhile, in space, just outside the toast rack... Igor, you despicable wretch. Why have you brought me here? I've taken the liberty, sir, of dropping as many occupied escape pods as I can to tempt the Thargoids here, sir. And what does that have to do with me? I'm supposed to be out at the Distant Worlds expedition, ruining someone's day. Well, there are rumors that the Hutton truckers are attempting to fix ten stations in ten days. And I thought you'd like to spread a little salt. Have I ever told you, Igor, that you're despicable? Frequently, Mr. Potter, sir. Frequently. Fade to black. Meanwhile, in the docking bay. It who? 
Halvin de Vere from Cecil B. Trumpington. Dear sir, I appear to have had for the mug a little bit of an accident. I think I spilled my drink. I don't remember spilling it, but and especially not it smelling quite that bad. But it appears that it's eating through the station's hour. I, I really don't remember making this one, but it seems quite potent. Anyway, just in case it was me, I'm very sorry. I'll be in touch with the apology officer very, very soon. Once I, I finish this drink, of course. For the mug. <laughs> Lots of love, and don't forget to say hi to darling Lael for me. By the way, I'm back from Colonia. I was trying to help, but the Hatton Helper keeps putting minus numbers against my record. I am supposed to be shipping these things away, aren't I? Can I, truckers? This is Gluttony. Gluttony Fang. You might remember me from our days with a code. But don't worry, because I'm always here to rescue you. Awfully nice of you, old chap. Any chance of a lift, I've managed to lose my python. Back in the studio, a radio show is just finishing. <laughs> all right, dear truckers. That's all from me. Next week, we'll be looking into how you should feed your barnacles this spring and how to keep pesky little pests away from them when they're fruiting. Now, over to Studio 5, where I, I think they might be ready for us. But first, an advert from our sponsors. Eddie Lee Wise here from Eddie and Sons, plus me daughters, bespoke tarting for you and your flight suit. Due to an unfortunate series of accidents, we're able to offer you a collection of nearly new flight suits, bespoke tailored for someone else, and only slightly Thargoid soiled. My wife Barb's and my husband Ken, we're not girding my loins for me, next outing on live radio, um, have given them a good clean. The smell's almost gone, and they're available at knockdown price of 10% off list. Bag yourself a bargain now at Lave Station, Eddie and Sons, and me daughters, available at all good retailers, and some that aren't so good. <laughs> now, cough please, sir. <coughs> Your mics. We're not live yet, but they are. <coughs> Your mics <laughs> are live. <sighs> Good evening! Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to everyone here um, to Hutton Orbital Live from Studio 5 and a half. I am Dick Chafing, and that's not just the way I'm sitting. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and joining us this evening, we have a wealth of special guests, including Spider-Man, the Pilots Federation crack community care team, and of course, the usual smattering of Bucknaked, Flossie, Commander Wallerspoon and Silliness. We're also joined this evening by a new presenter who's been itching to flex their vocal cords on the show, Wilma Python Fit. 
Oh. Good evening, Wilma. Oh, hello. Is this where I queue for my merry-go-round? Can I get a free refill on this? Are you? Are you are, Excuse me. Are you? Are you sure that's our guest? Of course I am. I know exactly where I am. Where are my cats? What kind of operation is this? Can I see the manager? Um, just, just do the thing, the the bong thing. I've slipped something into his uh, drink. Oh, what? It will be fine. <laughs> I haven't thought this one through. Um, that one there, that one there, that one there. No, this one, and then it's that one. <laughs> Chinless wonder in industrial accident after King Chin done in. Mods outbreak averted by application of fast-acting truckers. Hutton tries doing things the Mancunian way. Far-right imperial eco-terrorists banned from Galmet. Pilots Federation in station trade innovation upgrade. Atrus 5060, 5061, and 5062 in triple trouble for the bubble. <clears throat> Loose knockers in system innuendo overload. Okay. Send up the hanky in a big way. Emergency medical teams were scrambled this evening as a star of Colonia and patient zero, King Hanky, was rushed to Nurse Wyeth with what can only be described as a bit of a boo-boo. After lending his assistance to the Hutton truckers in the endeavor to bring joy to the people of Manchester and singularly failing to keep his face out of the way of passing hollow boards. These boards, made of indestructium, are the hardest known things in the galaxy and are cited in many apology reports by Hutton as the cause of ship destruction, pain, fire, screaming and general mayhem by commanders who misjudge the tailswing of their mighty anaconda. In this case, it was solved by a hasty application of a large sticking plaster known to buck naked as Band-Aids. Complimenting his kingly attire, he went for one in blue, which only served to highlight his swollen chin and embarrassment. <laughs> Nurse Wyeth has prescribed a dose of strong painkillers delivered in a gin form and bed rest for the next 24 hours whilst the hangover subsides. Can we please warn all commanders at the ECM conference on Sol that attempting to stop your ship with your chin is ill-advised and will only lead to public mickey-taking, apologies from the apology officer, and of course, an entry in this very public and recorded for posterity news broadcast. Never let it be said that Hutton truckers can't rush to the rescue of a commander in distress. Last night, in a frightening near-mods outbreak situation, one commander had a near-nuts incident that was only averted by the swift application of a Hutton mug to the affected area and a cold compress for the forehead. 
Uh, MODS, or Mug Ownership Deficiency Syndrome, is a debilitating condition caused by the absence of Hutton mugs in your daily routine. Commanders from Hutton are to be applauded for their efforts, and we can report that the affected commander effected a full recovery after a supercruise-warmed mug of Bovril and enough adrenaline and antihistamines to jumpstart a broken Type 10. With Tharg the Mighty mounting a mighty assault on systems far too near to home, Hutton decided to do the only sensible thing and take the weekend off for a bit of a knees up on Sol. Manchester by sea, formerly just Manchester, but sea levels rising are a thing from the 21st century, hosted over 170 truckers and friends, plus a few enemies, and the guests were treated to such sights as the team python up on bricks in the loading bay, inappropriately short outer garments, police sirens, and of course the obligatory occasional zero-G football chant. What effect this absence will have on the depredations of the eight-sided monster and his octo-minions and the efforts of both Operation Ida and the Hacks Wing, plus Mr. Shouty and his, for larger numbers of eight and small numbers of ten, ten stations were repaired this week, effort, will have, no one knows, but we're sure that by Tharg's day next week, Atrus 5060 will be able to bring us up to speed as to how mightily stuffed humanity is. All for the sake of sinking a few beers with your mates. Galnet News has published this week a list of Imperial commanders that are no longer welcome to post interesting things on their social media platform and have cited such incidents as refusing to lower the voltage of their slave tasers to 20,000 volts. Where's the fun in that? Posting inappropriate comments about Ashlyn Duval's bedroom habits and, of course, refusing to wear their togas in the approved fashion and behaving like total eco-terrorist nightmares in public. Commander Paul at war has been highlighted as particular troublemaker amongst Imperial pilots and has been asked to refrain from gluing himself to cutters, chaining them to the little cars that run around the station interiors and proclaiming via loud hailer that Commander should be permanently banned from atmospheric landings until the year 3306, just in case they step on the delicate forearm flowers or spread any salt. Who'd want to do that? The Empire has said that the commander doesn't have a leg to stand on, particularly not on board his ship, and should stick to doing as he's told, keeping his head down and remembering that the Empire dissent is ill-advised, and there will be dire consequences for failing to follow instructions forthwith. The Federation are considering allowing him to apply for galactic elections as part of their representatives as part of the Impexit party, and he's just the kind of person that they need. The Alliance, on the other hand, were unavailable for comment about his behavior but mainly because no one there can work out who is in charge. And anyway, can anyone remember where their systems actually are? Really? The Pilots' Federation, not happy with their new, new bubble-safe zone of pilot training grounds and super-easy supercruise autopilot, only a fool breaks the six-second rule dropout system, have managed to invent a new way to help pilots make that extra 10 credits from every ton of bio-waste. For commanders that haven't worked out that void opals are the only way to end up in a ship too big for you to fly, far too soon for you to fly it, the extra 10 credits that the commodity market tempts you with can take you to new systems and bring you the kind of wealth that back in Alpha, commanders could only dream of. 
For everyone else, it is a simple reminder that whatever you are, there's always somewhere better to be, and whatever that better place is, there's always one better, just one jump away. A classic case of the onion head always being greener on the other side of the fence. Good evening, trackers. Atrus <coughs> 5060 reporting in from Canon Research with the latest intel on the Thargoids. Tough week for humanity once more, trackers. Trag the Mighty is truly showing her fury by upping the ante and attacking additional systems we didn't even know were being targeted. Ten systems this week were damaged, bringing up the number of burning stations to 19. The Pilots' Federation are calling all available commanders to assist in the evacuation of Balliard Dock in Gleese 58, Curtis Outpost in Ross 1057, Davis City in Devani, Dominic Holdings in Brip, Fabian Terminal in Badi Bazist, Froud Hub in HIP 17298. Hagenair City in Ooh Geronium and Joseph Delambra Station in LT617. Jesus, this list is long. <laughs> Julian Market in Aganibi. Uh, Karachini, you changed it? I don't know. Lots of stations are on fire. <laughs> oh, Landport in Taguna, Luir Terminal in JD140, Mateport in HIP10492, Precourt City in Songby, Rigau Gateway in HRP12605, Sagano Ring in Wuto, Truman Up in Esquiti, Vanderburg Hub in Dormouth, and Willem Gateway in Private Tem. Boffins? The ones that are still awake are theorizing that the increased number of damaged stations was in response to the hugely successful efforts by our group of truckers, formerly known as Hot Fix. Not to worry, truckers. Hot Fix is not the only team to get a chance at glory. Hackswing, led by our very own Commander Falco Took, is a lovely fella. As a huge undertaking ahead of it, with Thargoid incursions now present. Oh, I've got the list. I've got the list. Entangler, Bad Bad Sist, Hip 9141, Hip 4024, Songby, Hip 12779, SKT Cambo, We2 Divani, Mike, Mike's in serious trouble, LTT 617, Gliese 58, Hip 12605. Is this list going to end? Hit one, seven, two, nine, eight, no, one, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, you, Geminorum. Agony be a G- GD140. Hit one, two, six, eight. Can you guys just fix these things for us? It really is rubbish. Domorph and Ross 1057. The Thargoid presence in Tangua and Songby is marginal now. So we one last push. Hacks can lift the incursions in these systems. They're not heavy. It's an uphill battle, but we know how mighty a combat group Hacks can be. Especially with allies like the Anti-Zeno Initiative, the Hive, the Hand, Hank's Anti-Zeno Alliance, Cannon Lab 69, that's rude that is, and Operation Ida, or was it IDA, at our sides. It's even better knowing that when we do boot the Thargoids from the bubble, 
that a hot fix and operation IDA, or is it IDA, can get these stations back online in record time. This week, Eagle Eye seems to be stuck in a loop, repeating last week's targets over and over again. Furthermore, Aegis has released a statement saying that capital ships have been useless. Absolutely useless. Rubbish. Against the Thargoids, and the best defence against them is the work done by independent commanders. That's you lot. To this reporter, it sounds like Aegis has gone corporate and approves of cheap labour to fight off the Thargoids, further explaining why, as an organisation, they've done very little to help us in the fight. Oh, they're rubbish. But this doesn't mean the Thargoids aren't targeting new systems this week. Through anonymous sources, you wish you'd never started this. Through anonymous sources, I have You've got a lovely big long list coming up. That a You've got all the systems. Has been detected on Earth, the ancestral home of humanity. It's lovely. Though through some hard work and lots of begging, I managed to obtain a system permit to investigate this lead. I've traced the bugaloos down to the old Earth city of Manchester. It's lovely. Located in the funny place known as England. Further examination of evidence. I've been, I've been checking. I think you've I have che- I've checked. How's your voice holding up, mate? Yes. I've done that and then I've lost my place. Uh, has led me to believe that the Thargoids have infiltrated a place known as the Renaissance Hotel. That's the one. The Renaissance Hotel. Unfortunately, I've heard through a comm station on the orbital that some truckers have gathered for some sort of ridiculous social event. Luckily, I found a way to tell whether they've infiltrated this social gathering. Thargoids detest drinks like Alpha Centauri Gin, Conga Ale, Lathrian Brandy and Iranian Pearl Whiskey. So, if anyone turns down a drink, please hogtie them and drag them to the newly established Cubicle 3 for questioning which is located right next to the lobby. Or you could just look out for an insectoid-like creature with mandibles and extra appendages. Good luck out there, truckers. For the mug! Since the glorious victory in George's pants, a crack team of tireless BGS commanders who, for reasons best known to themselves, wish to remain anonymous, have been working hard on secret and highly lucrative missions to secure Alvin's less publicised goals. After being instrumental in helping behind the scenes to secure the expansion into Barnard Star, they took a break, apart from a small excursion into another territory to help out a friend of the truckers, and awaited the next edict from our glorious fluffy leader. When the message came, it was simple. George's pants was funny, and despite several attempts to make amusing monikers for subsequent systems, we've had little success, with the possible exception of Piss Labs. It's time to get a system we can enjoy talking about, even if it's a bit of a hole. That's right, a hag hole. Ladies and gentle truckers, 
We have a pending expansion and the target is Hagholes. Your mission is to boost the Handa Gang of Hagholes and to avoid jumping straight into a conflict to give us an excuse to make poorly constructed innuendos throughout the radio shows for the next few months. For the mug. Mug. Oh, oh yes, and something about working in Tier if you're in Colonia. Over to Norma. Uh, Lou, that's you. Lou, it's still you. Oh. In a change from the norm this week, we haven't got any Norma knockers, so it's time for this. I can't. Hudson Orbital Radio. If you think death is unpleasant, just wait till you die. Now it says here, uh-huh. we have a special something from the... Now it says Apology Officer Singular, but I think it's Apology Officer and Assistant, plural, possibly... Uh, it's the boss doing an end-of-year performance review. Now for those of you that play on Xbox, you might recognise the voice on the end of the desk here. That is Rampage. Good evening, Rampage. For the book! And next to Rampage, we have the Apology Officer from Hutton Orbital, Mia. Good evening, Mia. Hello. Have you got a special rep- Hutton Radio, can I just say we are very, very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, we haven't got a theme tune for you two. Cal, do you want to improvise a theme tune? Yeah, sure. What is it again? Apology. The Apology Officer. Uh-huh. Sorry. It's time to go over to the Apology Officers. Have we got any music? Sorry. Performance report. Mia Hartness, Apology Officer Hotbox. Date, 20th of April, 3305. Reporting Officer, Commander Rampage, 737. General Manager Hotbox. Oh, Mia, do you know why we're here today? Because you promised me a Princess Ashley bobblehead from the desk. No. What's the real reason? That is the real reason. Yes, but it's your appraisal meeting today too, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Shall we make a start then? Okay, please may I have my Princess Ashley bobblehead. You'll get it after. Oh. <laughs> Shall we start by looking at some of the incident reports you filed? Um, okay. You've been submitting them without my approval, please. haven't you? Well, you seem like the kind of go-get-em kind of general manager who gets the best out of people by letting them take the initiative and get out there and do things. It's like a breath of fresh air. I really approve. You blamed me in quite a few of them, didn't you? Well, not, not directly. You said I not Voyager, of course. But you did. How would you know? You weren't even there. I was. You're in the bath, Mia. Bobby told me. Bobby's still holding a grudge from the model scramming incident. I know, but he had chocolate, and I wanted some, and, you know, I didn't like to ruffle his feathers. Oh, and here's a good one. The one where you told everyone I eat fish heads. You do eat fish heads. I don't. You're doing it now. No, I'm not. What's that, then? It's an ice lolly. It's got eyes. It's a funny face, ice lolly. Why is it crunchy, then? Because it's frozen. <laughs> um, oh, OK. Uh, oh! Do you like my sash? I bought an apology officer sash. Stop changing the subject. I looked at a few of these reports and I'm, I'm not happy. Oh, do you need a hug? No! <laughs> I need a new apology officer. But I got a sash. Then you'll have to give the sash to the new person, won't you? Then they will be the office of 
Honolulu. They will be the apology officer and they'll do the report. Really? Brilliant. Who's the new apology officer then? <laughs> now there's a thought. Not, not short engineer. He's out exploring. Maduri's busy with idea liaison. He doesn't like people. Mustang is ahead in the jar. That one refuses to speak. Shoreside is obsessed with CQC. Tell you what, I'm not going to sack you today. How's that? But you promised. I know I did, I'm sorry, but the truth is no one's stupid. Dedicated. Yes, dedicated enough to do the job justice. I can't find anyone else. You can stay as apology officer. Thanks, boss. Can I move my desk into the big office? No, you can't. No. Oh, OK. Uh, so I'll get my bobblehead, though, right? Uh, yeah, as soon as I work out how to file your report. Oh, that's OK. Just pop it in my inbox and I'll send it on for you. I know who it goes to. And you won't mess with it? No, you know me. Well, all right then. Hmm. Performance rating. A++++. Do not review again for another three hundred years. <laughs> Report ends. The Hutton truckers on a volcano? What could possibly go wrong? No, wait, seriously. If Cecil is with them, they're doomed. They're going to need all the help they can get, folks. Just drag, sir. And it's not community goals anymore, because there aren't any. Will we blame you? And no community goals. Good evening, everybody. Those of you who have looked at Facebook will have noticed that questions were asked for Sally to read out. But I'm afraid Sally has had to do something... I'm not sure what... What's it say? Work. All grown yeah. up. Wait, with her life. She said work, but, but no, actually... It was, it was grown up stuff. It was, but uh, actually I did hear a rumour that she had to rush back to a frontier to go and check the contents of her top drawer. Somebody's been interfering with it. Uh, anyway, here we go. Yeah, Zach loves us, yes. <laughs> the Don is not impressed. Yeah. Oh, she's here. <coughs> Hi, Sally. Anyway, on to the important part. Here are the questions. From one Mr. Dav S. How do I defang my python? You want to ditch that nasty spiky razor pack and go for something entirely more pink. From Mrs. Ninge. My husband's run off and spending all his time with some chap called Tharg. Should I be worried? Only if he turns red and gets all gargly. If he does, I'd speak to a solicitor. And from one Abigail M, we have one particularly knotty question. What happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? I tried this once in my anaconda. My anaconda don't want none unless you got bones on. <laughs> I don't know the shoe, I'm sorry. 
It didn't end all that well. It's a long way back to Waypoint 3 on the Distant World exhibition. Thank you, Commander Flossie. That's an orbital radio. Turning you on to go the whole way. And now it's time for some of our special guests. Take it away, Spider-Man. <laughs> right, does anyone remember the theme tune? To Spider-Man. 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 Does whatever a Spider-Man does. Right. <clears throat> Good evening. This is a special broadcast from Spider-Man News. I'm Richard Head. Joining me in the agony booth this evening is David Green Valley, special correspondent for Things in General. David, hi. What can you tell me about the situation just outside Hatton Orbital? Well, Dick, it's awful. It's an awful mess out there. The freighter from Spider-Mind Corporation has been sitting outside Hutton Orbital for nine months now, still seeking to unleash their load all over the hard-working truckers of the station. What's holding them up, David? Well, Dickie, they seem to have been interdicted by renegade solicitors from Jordan Enterprises, so it's all a bit of a cock-up, really. Shut up, David! <clears throat> we now have a special report from the on-site cor correspondent, Mona Lovesett, winner of the most conspicuous reporter award, 3304. Mona? Dick. Mona? Yes, Dick. You're, uh, you're looking good. It's been a while. Oh, yes, Dick. You don't think it's too much? Oh, not at all. I, uh, I think a, a skin-tight pink tutu with clown shoes merely accentuates your natural femininity. Oh, Dick. Oh, Mona. Oh, God, for Christ's sake, tell us about the freighter. Ah, yes. Well, it seems that Spider-Mind's twin cargo holds have been swelling with its contents, bursting into get out of the docking slot and pour its lovely contents all over the shop floor. And uh, what is it that's stuffed so tightly in Spider-Mind's bulging hold? Oh, plenty to play with, including exciting battle cards. The boys and girls can't wait to get their hands on those. I believe it's really hard. Uh, the game, that is. Oh, no. It starts soft and gentle with a smooth learning curve but it soon builds to a deep and satisfying climax. Uh, excuse me, I, I think I need to visit the toilet. David, take over. Well, <clears throat> well, that's it for Spider-Mind news this week. Keep up to date with the explosive situation at Spider-Mind. Do make sure you log on to www.battlecards.com, except it's actually meant to be edbattlecards.com. <laughs> so the pillar who wrote this script doesn't know what he's talking about. It's the director. Anyway, moving he's on. He's a complete dick. Yeah, anyway, he's rushed to the toilet, so I can't have too much of a go. Right, pledge your wad to ensure that this noble project bursts forth in a spray of excited forthcoming. Oh, God! <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I better go. I think Richard needs a hand. <laughs> I'll come with Anyone you. Anyone got tissues? <laughs> You're right. Okay. Right there. <clears throat> it's all gone a little bit dockers. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Spider-Mind. No well, howdy there, partner. My name's Buck, and I'm a trader. People ask me, 
Mr. Naked, just what do you trade in? Well, I'll trade anything to earn me more credits, but what old Buck Naked trades in is his very own space cow. Y'all know it as the Lake On Spaceways Type 9. She may turn slow and lumber along, but she's got plenty of room in her belly to store your load. And when I take her to Hutton Orbital, you can be sure that Buck Naked will be relaxing in his cockpit, counting the credits those poor saps will pay me for delivering hundreds of tons of goods they need. So if you want to get rich, pick yourself up a Lake On Spaceways Type 9, the Space Cow, for your utter delight. Galnet News Digest, 20th of April, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Thargoids in the bubble, making the jump, a long journey in an SRV, a slightly shorter journey in an SRV. Thargoids in the bubble. Galnet has this week announced for the first time that the Thargoids are attacking stations in the bubble. I'm afraid, Mr. Holmes, that we have no manure. In related news, Galnet has reported on the toilet habits of bears, although it failed to reach a conclusion in that latter investigation. And in an entirely unrelated news, the Pilots' Federation has failed to deny that Core Dynamics' acquisition yesterday of Vodal, the manufacturer of the SRV Scarab, will mean the launch, on Tuesday, of a brand new range of SRVs, including the Federal Gun SRV, the Federal Assault SRV, and the Federal Drop SRV. The Pilots' Federation has also failed to deny that atmospheric landings will be permitted from Tuesday of next week, and that the Earth's permit-locked moon is made of green cheese. Making the jump. The Pilots' Federation is soon to deploy a series of changes to make life easier for that just-starting-out commander, including making the Alpha Centauri system locked so that only harmless commanders, such as Commander Flossie, can visit. But for explorers, the process of making things easier started last year with the final part of Beyond. Before this, explorers used to have have to do something called a honk, and then if they were interested in any of the planets thus revealed, they had to fly up close to the planet and wait a few seconds. And only then would all the details about the planet be revealed. With Beyond, things became much easier for new explorers. Let's imagine you're a brand new explorer in a Sidewinder. You flew into a new undiscovered system last night, but before you had a chance to scan the system, it was galactic bedtime. Now you're logging back on to your shipboard computer to find all about this new undiscovered realm. With new exploration, you can still honk, although it no longer reveals any of the planets. The way to discover the planets is to push the button to enter the filtered spectral analysis screen. So you give the button a good jab and wait expectantly. Oh dear. 
You're an explorer, but every time you go to sleep, the ship's computer mysteriously switches back to combat mode. When you press the button, a sign lights up saying, Please switch to discovery mode and try again. Right. So you switch to discovery mode and expectantly press the button again. Oh no. You can't go into the filtered spectral analysis screen unless you're in super cruise. Well, that's easily remedied, isn't it? So you press the button to jump to super cruise. You need to throttle up to get into super cruise, so you throttle up. A few seconds later, you're whizzing through the system in super cruise. Surely now you can use the FSS? Well, no, you can't. You were foolish enough to throttle up to jump into Super Cruise, and now you need to throttle down to use the FSS. So you throttle down. And now finally you can enter the filtered spectral analysis screen to search for that elusive, undiscovered Earth-like. And 20 seconds later you're interdicted by pirates, and less than a minute after that you're back at the rebuy screen. Again. It's been alleged that most prospective commanders start, retire from spacefaring before they've made their first hyperspace jump. Let's hope that having navigation made as easy as the new exploration system won't also discourage the remainder. A long journey in an SRV. We've all heard about the first great planetary expedition. This is where a group of commanders led by Commander Alec Turner decided to explore the planet of Kume, not using the obvious mode of transport, a beluga, which could circumnavigate the planet in a little under 90 seconds, but instead using the hardest means currently available, which is to drive around it in their SRVs, something that looks likely to take a couple of months. Stubborn commanders like Alec Turner are the main reason we've not yet been granted the use of space legs. As soon as we're given permission to leave the cockpit, Commander Turner will almost certainly organise a walking tour of 7G World Achenar 3. He and his party will be assumed lost until six years later they come crawling over the horizon, having completed a trek right around that planet's equator. But it's alright, because that planet rotates very slowly. So to Commander Turner and his party, it'll seem like only three days have passed. And nobody will understand why they have such long beards. A slightly shorter journey in an SRV. Another equally exciting SRV excursion is also now being planned. The Twin Time Challenge of 3306 will travel from the pretty historic seaside castle of Blenheim Palace in Oxfordshire, close to the site of the second best university in the galaxy, to the underwater town of Lituke, which is between 200 and 300 miles away, depending on the route taken. For this expedition, only second-hand SRVs will be permitted, costing a maximum of 500 credits thus creating a sense of danger as the SRV might break down at any moment. There are rumours that at least one well-known commander will sally forth on this adventure in an SRV named the Pink Wafer 2. Hutton Orbital will be painted pink to celebrate. Unless Cubicle 3 starts playing up again, in which case it'll stay brown. And that's this week's Gallant News. Gallant News, we read the news so you don't have to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you very much to Mr. Pete Witherspoon and his Garnet Digest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hutton Orbital Radio. Making your journey feel somehow longer. Woohoo! <laughs> My eyes! Now we are hot and Did you get to sleep at all? 
or were you not the first to join to him? Sexy people go, and anacondas sell for 100 credits. This is the end of the show bit. Yes. Do you want to say any thank yous? We're going or should to... we tell them to go away? Well, no, we'll just do it very quick. Thank you to everyone for coming along, for supporting the event, for being part of it, for bringing whatever you brought, the this, this stuff that's come in here, the kit. Uh, one of the members of staff in the hotel actually was having, I was having a chat with him earlier on, and he was just saying, you know, that uh, the, he, he'd love to see some of this in the country where he lives that you know, the industry would come in and run one of these events. And I went, no, 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 no. Everything you see here has been brought by somebody voluntarily. Nobody's getting paid for this. Everyone pays the price to ticket here and every penny that is made goes to those charities. We try and scrape as much out of it. Costs of the room are in that hotel, which again, they've been fantastic. So a huge thanks to the hotel uh, for the food we had today it was great. And also to the people who created stuff as well. It's not oh just about God, the donated the things. Works. It's the, uh, you know, the, the art that's been created, the Lego, the... Yeah. Uh, Strange smell in that corner. No way, that was Moof. <laughs> Tech Monkey's broken. So, yes, to all of you, and not only did you put things in the raffle, but then you put money into the raffle to win your stuff back again, Jude. Thank you very much. <laughs> awesome job. But no, thank you, everybody, for coming yet again to the event. It's once a year. It's the first one of the year. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we're now off duty. We're going to go and play games. Now, I, I think I'm going to bugger off now because the show's done. So why don't you all bugger off too? Look! Look!